This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Every Tuesday, uh, Natalie or, or a member of the uh, Community Foundation joins us, and it feels like every Tuesday we're just announcing another new thing and another new thing and another great thing. Uh, and uh, I'm so excited we're going to get a chance to meet all of the speakers they have coming up for the big event. Uh, that's what she said, which is our ticket sales, by the way. They're going very well. Thank you. All right. People can go to makingkindofgives.org and buy their tickets there. Correct. Or to the Lincoln the other uh, website. Exactly. Uh, and that is, what is the date again? April 6th. Okay. Uh, I can't wait. And I'm looking forward to hearing all a little bit about, we don't want to give it all away, a little bit of the stories of the people who are involved. All right. Let's start the conversation today, though. Uh, and we welcome uh, as well. Uh, 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 it, it's so good to see you. I, I, you said uh, you've been in this new job for a year, Julia. Is that right? Yeah. I celebrated a year at the beginning of this year. All right. Julia Roundtree Livingston is with us here today. And, and what is that that now year-old job? Yeah, so I'm the DEI manager with the Illinois Supreme Court Commission on Professionalism. So we are an entity that really encourage and encourages and aspires lawyers across the state of Illinois. Okay, uh, and so that that is that sort of like day one? Is that like I mean, Supreme Court? It's kind of like daunting a little bit, right? I mean. It's great. You know, it's it's a fantastic platform. You know, we have a lot of really fantastic individuals across the state that are practicing law. And my role specifically, specifically is really to hone in on that diversity, equity, and inclusion aspect. So the Illinois Supreme Court has mandated that that is a requirement for the attorneys to attend um, a couple of trainings a year in oh, DEI. Okay. So uh, to naysayers, to people out there, and we're in, a, in an election year, which is, you know, as you know, you know, all that stuff. Uh, happens and people just use things as weapons or whatever you know what what's what what do people misunderstand or or why is you know some of this become sort of political rhetoric in and around DEI versus what you live every day yeah I mean I think the most un, un misunderstood part is that you know by requiring it we're making them do something that is bad and and that's absolutely false you know we're giving people an opportunity to hear about different lived experiences different perceptions really to hone in on your own you know implicit biases and um, really figure out how to work and do your job within knowing that information. They're just things that people don't think about day to day. And I'm coming in and bringing that to light. All right. And so what does that look like on a day to day basis? Yeah. So um, we offer trainings. Um, these are free to attorneys across the state. This is what they're paying in with their attorney fees. Okay. So I go and present at different uh, bar associations, different law schools, um, different firms. And so they invite me to come in. I have these conversations. Um, Sometimes if it's at a law firm, you know, they might have questions about a, a new DEI committee that they're starting. And, you know, how can we do this best, you know, and make sure that we're having the impact that we want? Um, you know, and, and then it filters back to all of those offices because the attorneys are going back. Uh, they're sharing some of these instances. I'm not coming in in an hour and thinking that I'm changing everybody's mind. But the thought is that you leave with something that makes you think. Okay. So what does your day-to-day, you, you know, experience yeah. uh, add up to when you look at sort of the, the, the political, you know, arguing and all the stuff being thrown around and buzzwords and code words and all that? I mean, I'm assuming those are 
have like two different worlds. They kind of are. I mean, these are much more individualized conversations. And yeah, but I mean, really saying the nice. reaction that you have day to day with people is not co- sort of what the political stuff is. It's not. It's not. It's one of enlightenment. I'm not. It's not rosy. I mean, I do come in, and there are attorneys that come in and are frustrated because it's a requirement. Yeah. Um, we have to be here. But again, the way I begin is to say, you do have to be here, but let's make sure you take something from it. Nobody likes to waste their time. Um, and there's always something that you can get from conversations. All right. So it's not the same hostility. No, I I, I think that yeah. if we just, I think it's that way in almost every area. Yeah. You have your day-to-day life where you go to meetings and you talk to people and then you have all the stuff that's in the noise and you go, it really doesn't add up to like my day-to-day life. Uh, so Natalie, talk to me about this new partnership and, and what you guys are doing because I think this is really cool. How did it all start? So we were invited to apply for a grant from the Lumpkin Family Foundation, okay. which is out of the Charleston Mattoon area and we were one of four community foundations selected in the state of Illinois so it's a matching grant so we were able to put up 50,000 with the help of Decatur Earth Mover Credit Union and our donors and we received 50,000 in match and it is a community-led advisory council that will be telling stories the campaign is called untold stories and we asked Julia to chair that for us and so it's a year-long engagement with the community giving opportunities to tell stories, to have people come together, to create exhibits, to create artwork, to create platforms where people feel heard. And so I couldn't think of anyone better than Julia to lead it, given her work here in the community and now statewide. And so we're kicking it off today and we're very excited. All right. So what was your thought process when Natalie approached you? You can't say no to her. I love working with (laughs) Natalie. I mean, I think she does some really innovative things here in our community and we should really feel fortunate about that. Um, but honestly, for me, uh, it's a little self-indulgent, too, because I'm ready to get back into my community that I love. Sure. And, um, and this seems like a really great way to make an impact in that way. All right. And you've got a committee put together? Yeah, we do. Uh, so Natalie um, has helped put together this committee. And we've got Shalit Hansborough, Mark Sorensen, who is a Illinois historian. That's a wonderful opportunity. Um, Pastor Matt Samuels, Steve Groney, who's on the um, Community Foundation Board, State Stacey Young, um, my sm- myself, and then also Benny Smith, and Correct. in addition to Natalie, of course, as well. All right. So, what will that committee then be doing over the next twelve months? So, we're going to meet and discuss some very innovative ways to get these stories told. You know, I think it's twofold. It's not just about allowing people from Black and Brown communities to. Um, in a trustworthy space share. But I think it's also about getting valuable information to people who haven't had access to these stories in the past too. Isn't that really sort of the key to everything? I mean, I I feel like you can do that individually and we we probably do it better individually than we do collectively. Uh, But the the power and importance to just be known and heard and, and, and have your story there. Right. And, and you can do it individually. But in my experience, it's it's a lot more scary to do it individually. Yeah. And it takes practice and a lot of thought. And so we're sort of meeting people a little further along the way. And we're saying we're going to do a lot of this work for you. You just have to sit and listen. And then once they start to absorb some of these conversations, I feel confident that they'll take that knowledge and want to learn more. And that's where the domino effect of more individual conversations will come in. Okay, so you, you, you I, I assume if you look at the spectrum of a community, right? Uh, You you know, everybody that's in it. Uh, There are stories that are not known, uh, stories that haven't been told or have been told in individual groups, but maybe not to larger groups. 
I don't know what people's, I, I don't understand uh, fear of that. I, I mean, what do you have to fear about learning from either the past or stories that you don't know or uh, different perspectives that maybe you don't know? I, I, I mean, it's one of my favorite things in the world is to travel and, and meet people and learn their stories and their history and their culture. I just find it, I can't imagine living life without that you know, curiosity. Mm -hmm. What keeps people from feeling that way or seeing it as like some sort of thing it's not? But what is wrong with learning about people? I think at the base level, it's something as basic as I'm afraid to engage and open that conversation. Are they going to think I'm genuinely doing this or are they going to think that I have okay. false perceptions? Fair so enough. I think that's a very basic level. But, you know, if we want to take a different road, we could also say, people are afraid that they might, uh, if they gather that information, it might dispel some of the myths that they think are true already. And that also can be a very scary experience to engage into. All right, so what, what the ultimate goal here is to- Is education yeah. and bringing people together. And yeah. that and that history, as people know it, their history is able to be shared. I think we see that, you know, like look right now, the movies, um, Killers of the Flower Moon, that that brought up history and retelling history, right? Yeah. What was Hoover like? What was the FBI like? What were people treated that were indigenous in their lands? And they lived that history, but what we might learn in our own history books is very different. And so I think things rise and then they go back down. And we're trying to just make a platform for people, um, particularly those that live here, that, that had connections with people, with artists here, with authors, with judges, to have a chance to say, this is my relative and this is what they did and this is why they loved living here. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, th this sounds uh, very exciting. And, and, and how are you reaching out to people? How can they reach out to you? How are you finding these stories? I think we'll begin with our committee and I think we've got a lot, we were very strategic in how we added people to the committee to ensure that we were touching on lots of different sets of people in the community because I think that's important, you know, not only dealing um, generationally because again, like we talked about off air, that's extremely important, um, but you know, different subsets, you know, whether it's uh, the religious spectrum or whether it's um, extracurricular sports spectrum, whatever that looks like, journalism even, you know, sure. um, these are lots of different ways that I think we can introduce new ideas. And oh. so we'll be doing that. But I'm sure we'll also do, you know, we sort of a call open. to the public yes. as well. Yeah, and I don't really... of it will be discretionary. It will be, I, I think right now we're looking at 30,000 of it to be an open call for grants and the committee will work with people. But it will evolve. It will evolve. <laughs> All right. uh, you said you mentioned Decatur Earth Movement Credit Union yes. was involved. Yes, they are a partner on this project, also very involved in DEI work in our community a great leader. And so we're very excited. And Shalith is on their board representing the credit union gotcha. as well. All right. And then the Lumpkin Family Foundation. Out of Charleston, Mattoon area. Okay. They've been a partner with our foundation. Uh, well, I think last week, Missy and Rachel were scheduled to come on and, and it didn't work out. Uh, but they were going to talk about micro grants and they've been our partner in getting training for people. So very committed and invested in people. All right. Great stuff. Um, when you, what you're doing, uh, you know, so far uh, in, in your short tenure, you know, at the Community Foundation, uh, I'm sure you get some resistance, uh, uh, you, you know, because you're you're just doing things in, in a different way, a much more inclusive way. And people, I mean, I, I talk to people, not with you in the conversation, but all the time in the community that are enamored with how open the foundation feels and how it, it feels accessible to so many more people now today. Um, this isn't the easy route, though. 
It's the right route. No, and, I know that, but that's. And it's I, I just humanity wanted to, of all of us. I, I just wanted to say that because I know it's not without grief. It's like okay. anything, that's I, the right it, thing it, to it do. It brings me great joy to see people come together, and and that's what I'm here to do in my time. And like I said, we in the next six weeks, we're going to announce so many new projects and, and it's just a blessing. We've been working on things for all five years I've been here and they're all coming at once, which is a little <laughs> bit overwhelming. That they're all getting ready to hit and I'm thinking, whoo, but um, we're going to get through it. And I can't think of anything better than giving people an opportunity. All right. Julia, uh, Natalie, either one, uh, if people, you know, their interest is sparked or they've got one of these stories that needs to be told. Uh, I, I realize this is right at the beginning, but, but what's the best way to communicate about this particular thing? So as always, we announce here live, that's our thing. Uh, it will go out as a press release today and it will have its own webpage, which I'll be putting up today and a rotator on our website. So if they visit makingcountygives.org or our Facebook page, they can get exposure to it and find out how to submit ideas. Okay, so and then a- as we get a little more hip working with you, yeah. We'll be on some other platforms. Well, no, no, but, but I'm saying if they want direct communication, like they yes, just they know. they can reach out to Julie yeah. or I, and we'll have information on that. And I really want to, it is very important that this is committee-driven, so Julia's access will be up there, and I want people to have a direct line to the committee, and really, I'm there just as a support on this one. All right, fantastic. Uh, well, it's good to see you. Have you been to the new studios? I don't actually think that I have. Right, it's really go. fantastic in here. So uh, different. Right. So uh, the Supreme Court, uh, you, you know, that sounds so, I mean, are, are they just down to earth people? Yeah. yeah I mean, we have really a re- local resident. Yes. Yeah, really down to earth. And, you know, the job is actually in Chicago. Yeah. Um, and so I'm up there six days a month. And But I get the chance to attend, oper- you know, to attend different events all across the state. And um, I'm at a, an event Thursday night in Chicago. And just a great chance to just... Just, you know, network with a whole new group of people and um, really fantastic people working for justice right here in our state. All right. Is Erica still? She is. She's our executive director. Well, tell her I said hello. I will. Uh, we we uh, always enjoyed our time with her and, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, such a great uh, uh, servant uh, to Illinois. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing lady. Uh, all right. I'm super stoked about this. This is fun. And uh, I just encourage people, you know, even if you, you think this isn't for you. I trust me. Uh, leaning into learning is always a great experience, mm-hmm. uh, and hearing people's stories, even if it's uncomfortable for you, you're always going to be better off knowing more than what you know right now. Absolutely, and I think see this as an opportunity to have access. You know, I told Natalie I've a, I've had the wonderful opportunity to have my dad, who's eighty. There you go, and have my grandmother, who only passed away a few years ago at ninety six. And the stories that my kids are able to have firsthand, I want other people to be able to have access to that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the way we should think of it. No doubt. Great stuff, guys. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.